Hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of the Real Life Groundhog Day. I'm Kieran. And I'm Alice and we're here to get you through isolation over the next few weeks or months or however long this lasts for. So during this period of everyday sameness and a feeling of uncertainty, we think it's important to keep in mind the things that we're looking forward to most in life after lockdown. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be chatting about everything from uni to travel to nights out and all the things we love the most. Yeah, and the topic of today's episode is staying sane during isolation. So Alice, where in the world are you right now and who are you living with? So I'm currently back home from uni in Shropshire um, and with my mum and my dad, my sister is stuck in London, unfortunately. Um, it definitely took me a little while to get adjusted back to home life, but I feel like I'm getting there now, sort of slowly but surely. So where are you, Kieran, and who are you with? Uh, so I'm actually in sunny Birmingham at the moment um, with my mum and a boyfriend. And yeah, it's been OK. Um, I think for me, it felt a little bit different in the sense that I'm in third year at the moment. Uni was coming to an end anyway. Um, so obviously it's like ended way more drastically than I would have liked but at the same time I knew that living away from home was coming to an end shortly so to an extent like it's just you know got me there that little bit quicker um, so I don't think it's been too bad but um, yeah I've been keeping busy. I definitely feel for you being a third year like I'm only second year so I've still got a whole you know year to go back but I cannot imagine having that that last sort of bit taken away from me it sucks however you know we've got the sun out at the moment and there's things to do at home um so yeah it's just finding ways to keep busy and staying in touch with your friends from Sheffield and at home definitely and that's what this podcast is all about really sort of like looking to the future trying to stay positive in the situation we're in absolutely so yeah here we are actually making a podcast at long last (laughs) and I think I'm right in saying you've never listened to a podcast before (laughs) That's so true. I really haven't. And I really feel like I should have done because I don't really know how these things work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we've both been on the radio before. It can't be too different. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm trying to lead the way on how a podcast should work. So if this all goes horribly wrong, it is my fault. <laughs> yeah. Complaints to uh, Shropshire. <laughs> yeah. Souls, guys. Um, but anyway, let's talk a bit about what we've been getting up to to keep ourselves sane during this weird, weird time. Um, one of the main things that I've been sort of starting to get back into is exercise, really. Um, yeah, it's a thing. I've been getting into a bit of yoga, which I've never mm-hmm. done before. Um, doing some meditation, uh, which has actually been very good. I'm not a very spiritual person, but <laughs> I've actually found it really quite helpful in like just making me think calmly and like be thankful for what we have at the moment, even though everything is going a bit yeah. weird right now. I've always found like the word meditation almost a bit, not necessarily embarrassing, but something that like I wouldn't necessarily I'd do. But I think it's, yeah. it's something that can happen almost subconsciously if you just think about, um, you know, for the next 10 minutes, I'm just going to sit calmly and quietly and have a bit of time for reflection like I used to think meditation was sitting with your legs crossed in the garden um you know it's it's not about that Um, but I think it's so important that we take time for having some headspace absolutely yeah that's what I always thought as well but it's literally not that it's literally just sitting and breathing and like thinking about what you've achieved or what you're thankful for which is such a good thing Mm -hmm. to do for your mind and is this something that you think you'll carry on with post lockdown I really hope so People had genuinely been telling me to meditate for a long time because if you know me, you know I'm quite a stressy person. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's probably something that I've needed. And 
it has got me so like motivated after a period of just not doing anything when isolation just started. So I definitely yeah. hope I continue on because um, it's been really helpful to me. Um, and you mentioned yoga. I've got to say, I'm such an advocate for yoga. I picked it up um, in the summer whilst I was in America um, and having never tried it before, wasn't really that flexible. But um, now I really do love it. And I can't recommend enough just like getting outside in the sunshine some mornings. Um, and you don't even need a yoga mat and stuff like that. You don't need any equipment. Um, but yeah, it's such a good like way to start your day. I'm definitely only just starting out and just trying it. And me and my, I'm so unflexible. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want a basic position... Uh, my personal favorite is the happy baby pose <laughs> weird that? name but essentially um you, you lie on your back with your legs in the air a bit like a, a happy baby would um <laughs> and then you hold uh, you hold each of your i think big toes or just like one of your toes anyway it doesn't really matter <laughs> and then you rock left to right just like slowly oh okay so yeah, it yeah, does yeah. look it looks super weird but honestly it's so just like calming and comforting. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that is the last time we ever describe yoga poses on this podcast. Probably. But yeah, if you haven't tried happy baby pose, do give it a go. Okay, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a little YouTube search. Mm-hmm. Um, but another form of exercise I've been really enjoying, besides, you know, like running and stuff, is this morning mm-hmm. I discovered Broadway cardio dance routines on YouTube. Wow. They're so fun. <laughs> They're very like... They're not too strenuous, but, you know, you get a bit of a sweat on. And it's just like learning a bit of, you know, musical theatre choreo. And it was so much fun. So I would highly recommend that. That's nice. My only issue with these type of videos, and I know for a lot of people, they're great. But we live on a main road here, um, where I am. And the thought of having all the neighbours and just walkers going by, uh, watching you in the front room doing like a dance workout is just (laughs) not my idea of fun at all. That's fair. Well, what exercise have you been getting up to? Um, running is my go-to, actually. Um, I've, I've, I've kind of always liked it, but then living in Sheffield is just so ridiculously hilly that it's <laughs> hard to get out there. But um, we have a park just down the road here, um, which is huge, and so I just love going out there. Yeah, and so sometimes I do run with music as well, and I think that's a nice way just to get your mood lifted um, and get outside. And I think it's so important that... Um, we do follow the recommendation to get outside at least like once a day um, and yeah get active yeah definitely so obviously in the home there is also lots of ways to keep busy and something that I've seen particularly on social media is baking has like taken off massively uh, particularly uh, banana bread I know people are a big fan um, have you been baking anything Alice? I made some cookies the other day and it was quite a feat i had to brown butter for the first time in my life i didn't know what that was you haven't ever um, heard of that browning butter. yeah i know i know uh but i was very stressed at the time <laughs> i didn't think it was going to work out but to my surprise they turned out incredibly my dad said they were better than domino's cookies which i'm taking is just about the biggest compliment oh, wow. anyone can possibly get yeah so <laughs> i've never had a domino's cookie actually but um i mean i'm sure they're great they're very good I can confirm. No, but yeah, my go-to bake is lemon drizzle cake. Um, it's easy and it's summery and it's nice. Um, but yeah, I think baking is a good way to sort of have some time, again, potentially on your own or with your family and just do something creative. Like, I know everyone says that the fun part is getting messy, like, in the kitchen. And that is so true. Like, you can just go wild and then also enjoy some nice goods that you've made after. Definitely. 
Well, something else that I've been doing whilst not cooking up a storm in the kitchen, um, <laughs> I've started learning the ukulele. Really? Which, yeah, it's something I tried like quite a few years ago and I didn't really commit to it. But now I've been doing a bit every single day and I can definitely already see the improvement, which is like as much as this situation is like one that none of us want to be put in, mm-hmm. having all this time has meant that I've really actually been able to like stick to things and try new things, yep. which I'm actually quite grateful for, you know. I think, yes, definitely learn a new skill is like go that all about that however i've tried to learn piano so many times over the last 10 years <laughs> um there's one next door in my sister's room and it just sits there because it's so hard to learn on your own and i feel like unless you've got someone in front of you um teaching you then it's not going to happen but if there is something yeah. you found that you can do independently that's great yeah definitely i mean i've been very much relying on like youtube tutorials but i don't know if any of my technique is right i've just been learning songs <laughs> well that's what it's all about um so another thing that I've been enjoying very much is uh, like blitzing and tidying the house. Uh, my family have gone a bit crazy the last two weeks doing DIY stuff. They've literally painted almost every room in the house, I think, by now. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a bit of a neat freak anyway, so it's kind of nice to have this time to spend a whole day like tidying out the, the downstairs shoe cupboard and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, my dad has effectively built what looks like a stage it's not a stage it's a platform um in our back garden which you know everyone around mine for karaoke once we're all allowed out of our houses yeah um, is, that, is that what it's for or? <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> my dad did not just build a karaoke stage <laughs> um but yeah i've also been like completely clearing out my room um mm-hmm. i've got rid of like five bags worth of stuff of just like clothes wow books that I've read and I'm not going to read again yeah. like random like mementos from things that I'm like do I really need this ticket mm-hmm. no I don't I that need is to get impressive. rid of it so that's been good yeah I think it's actually a good time to have a bit of a bit of a cleansing like thing yeah I definitely feel like having a tidy space you know leads to a tidy mind mm-hmm. if you will also I don't know about you but in my house we have this weird thing of like tidying one room but then all the junk that we get out of another room just goes back into the room that you've just tidied. So we're constantly, <laughs> yeah. like, doing one room and then thinking, oh, wait, that drawer's messy again. Now so I'm going to do that again. So I actually think cleaning is quite a cyclical process because you're never actually going to have a completely tidy house, but you can try. It's true. And now's a better time than any to sort of try and sort that out. But mm-hmm. another thing I've been doing, I've been really getting back into reading because I find that at uni, I often don't want to sit down after a day of doing work and read but now I've like been making time to put my phone down and get into a good story uh because I do love reading and I just haven't really found the time to do it normally completely agree with this um on my course there's already so much course reading anyway that over the last three years I haven't really found time to read for leisure unless maybe it's during the summer um and even like during Christmas and Easter holidays there's always assessments going on so there just is never time to read or pick up a book um, however, talking of uni, um, my English department have just allocated £100 per student to buy whatever books you want to. Um, so I spent yesterday afternoon um, selecting 14 books, which cost me £99.50. Um, so they're going to be arriving for free this week. Um, can't wait. That's so good. Yeah. So, so good. I think there's literally so many books that I've wanted to read for like years um, that I just haven't got around to. And now I think finally I've got this chance um, to be a bit more educated. I'm definitely going to try and use the time to read books that I haven't read before 
But having said that, the books I've read so far are just books that I have read before. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> which it's not a, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I've reread Girls Will Be Girls by Emma O'Toole, which is one of my all time favourite books. Um and puts me in a proper feminist mood, which mm-hmm. I love. And then I've just restarted reading One Day by David Nichols, which is such like, it's like a guilty pleasure book. It's just like, you know, we mm-hmm. love a good rom-com. You can't just, you, sometimes you've just got to read those like cringy books, you know? Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to admit this, but the only book I've actually read since <laughs> lockdown started is uh, The Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter. <laughs> which... I know it's not a very challenging read. However, it is, you know, a bit of a cult classic. So you can't knock me for that. You know what, though? Every time I fall out of love with reading and don't do it, Harry Potter books are the only ones that get me back into it. I completely agree with that, yeah. They're just so nostalgic and they're just, oh, so great. Every single time. I just reread them all over Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about you. I feel like I need an easy read to get me going. Yeah, that, That first stepping stone to then go on to something more challenging. I also feel like being at uni, there's so many people around me who have read so many like different cultural meaty books and I'm just like, um, I like Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any shame in that, you know? If you like if you like it, you like it, you know? I've had so many seminars at uni where the first activity is, let's go around the circle, say your name and maybe your favourite book. And the first <laughs> thing that comes to mind is still Harry Potter. <laughs> but no, I do have one book recommendation actually. Um, which my all-time favourite book is Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. If anyone hasn't read this, um, it's just so um, descriptive and Dickens is so great at creating these crazy characters and settings. Um, So would recommend that over your isolation period. Well, I haven't read it before, so I'll have to add it to my ever-growing list. Okay, so now it's the part of the podcast where we get a special guest on to talk about some bigger debates, if you like. And today is all about staying sane in isolation. Um, So here we have with us Katie Kelson, who is my Sheffield housemate and a friend of Alice's in a society that we're both in. So welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Hi, Katie. So, Katie, where are you and who are you isolating with at the minute? Uh, so I have come back from uni and I'm isolating at home with my dad and my sister. And how's that been so far? It's been, it's been different. It's been hard to get used to, I think, because when you're at university, you have so much independence and you are so used to living the way you want to live. Um, so then to come home, particularly to come home prematurely, um, all of a sudden everything that you're used to doing, you have to change and you have to start considering the other people you're living with um which yeah it has been hard because as well there are certain things I like to do and as well like I'm vegetarian but my dad and my sister aren't so there's been you know having to adapt with that I'm they're having to like make specific meals for me or kind of consider that as well um also it's quite a small house so uh you know it's been struck balancing not stepping on each other's toes and giving each other space and things like that yeah I definitely feel that it's definitely took me a little getting used to but I think I'm getting there now so what has been your like sort of your go-to distraction so far to keep yourself sane um well the thing that I've been doing most has obviously been university work because I've still got to finish my degree so I've been spending most days sort of trying to to keep routine uh just because for me it's really important to have a routine I I really struggle if I don't I always uh, start, I start to f- feel quite negative if I don't feel like I've been productive so I've been trying to do as much uni work as I can without you know 
stressing myself out. And then I like to do things. I've been uh, doing some sewing. Um, I've been doing some like drawing and a lot of uh, sort of trying to be outside um, when I'm not working just so that I kind of can feel that there's still a little bit of normality in my life. How creative of you. <laughs> uh, no, that actually sounds like you've been so busy. Um, but we're going to ask you, do you think there's maybe too much pressure and expectation that people have to be productive all the time? Oh, absolutely. I definitely would agree uh, with that. I think particularly with there has been, and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself, but lots of people, you know, have been posting on social media and things like I've been doing this or, oh, today I did this. And I think it does for some people who, you know, are either just struggling with the situation or are struggling with their mental health and different things. I think it does put a lot of pressure. Um, I think even I started doing sewing because I saw other people doing things and I was like, oh my gosh, I should be doing these things and I should be using my time better. And this is the perfect time for me to to improve on my sewing skills. So I think there is a lot of pressure to to go out and do things or take up a hobby or, or make the most of this time. Um, and I think often people sort of forget that actually even though we have got more time it's under very extreme circumstances and for a lot of people it's not easy to just be really positive about it and go well I'll use this to do other things you know for some people just carrying on day to day is is enough yeah completely I 100% agree on like all of that and like I I also feel like maybe because we've got less going on people are posting on social media even more than they normally would which is just adding to the problem of us like literally telling everyone everything we're doing in a day which maybe isn't the healthiest Mm -hmm. thing yeah I, I mean I started off this year uh by one of my like new year's resolutions was um that I was going to spend less time on my phone and you know I was going to do other things and definitely since coming home and being under like the restrictions that are in place I've noticed that the time I spend on my phone and things has just gone up a ridiculous amount and I don't particularly like it and often I find myself just scrolling mindlessly and I'm not really taking in what I'm seeing I'm just doing it because it's something to do and I've definitely increased like the amount I post I started up like an Instagram account just to post like stupid things um, which I would never would have done before but at the time I was like, I also want there to be somewhere where I can post things that just like happen in my life day to day because it's not going to be normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't need to be like Instagram worthy. Yeah. yeah. I, and I've definitely seen a lot of other people, I, I think, kind of do that as well and, and just use social media as a place to just kind of almost blog or vlog or whatever about their lives because it almost gives that illusion of having that human contact when you can't talk to people normally and you can't just like go downstairs and say to your housemates absolutely oh this happened or I saw this funny thing so being able to post about it I guess gives you that feeling that you can connect with people I also worry that we're all taking on these brand new hobbies and everything but what happens when isolation ends do we all keep doing them and have we like really you know enriched our lives during this isolation period or do we just stop i think although it would be nice to carry on with all these like new hobbies and new like lifestyle of a kind um i just think that there's so many things that we can't do at the moment and so many things that we're missing out on that by the time isolation ends the first thing everyone would do is go back to those old habits and old routines yeah and i think I think that's why as well, sometimes it's frustrating seeing these posts that are being like, oh, you need to use this time to, you know, 
get your skincare regime perfected and to to lose weight and to to become a fitness guru and stuff but I'm like because that's not just that's just not sustainable for a lot of people because we all do leave really really lead really busy lives and you know once we get back to doing a normal nine to five day and and having the daily things that go on in our lives we can't be expected to keep those things up and and I don't think we should be putting pressure on people to feel like they have to do it now and continue afterwards yeah Um, and the final thing I was going to say is that I think there's a certain expectation that being busy is like a thing about movement like you're like physically moving around places and doing stuff whereas for me like a whole day might be just be sat on my laptop doing uni work and potentially to like family or whoever else it doesn't look like I'm busy but actually like the mental energy is the exact same as like doing anything so just remember that um keeping busy doesn't mean you have to be like physically active yeah definitely and I know that's something that I found with coming back home um I spend a lot of time in my room because that's where I'm doing my uni work and I think sometimes to my family it seems like I'm just hiding in my room not really doing yeah. anything but like it, it it still does you know take its toll trying to do uni work particularly when you're doing your uni work in an environment that isn't the normal environment you're used to it is really I think it does take more of a strain on your mental kind of focus and things because you're having to put that extra effort in um but I completely agree. I think it doesn't matter how you feel your day as long as to you, you feel like you've done something that you're proud of or, you know, you've just been able to get up and things. Just whatever you do with your day, it should be something that you feel was right for you. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely feel like it needs to be like a joint effort of everyone to just take away this pressure of not being hyper busy all the time it's okay to do nothing. Yeah, and I do think that sometimes seeing certain things, you know, people working out and all those kind of things, sometimes it can be useful. I know for me, like, in some ways it was, you know, seeing other people doing creative things. I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm focusing too much on uni work. I am actually going to take some time out to do things that I like. Uh, But in other ways, you know, seeing lots of people, you know, posting pictures of them doing workouts in the garden I sometimes I see them and I'm like I just I don't want to do that I feel like I should but I don't want to and so I've got to a point where I'm like do you know what I'm not going to because like it's not it's just not important right now so one way that people have been keeping busy is um through social media particularly with challenges and they've really taken off in the last few weeks um the first question are you a fan or are you a hater of these challenges (laughs) Um, I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with them. Um, I don't really care if other people are doing them, although it does feel a little bit like I'm back in 2010 <laughs> because <laughs> they feel like when I first joined Facebook in year seven, there were so many of those things like tag five people that make your day or there are things like, oh, I bet no one's got the guts to to message me one thing they like about me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it feels a little bit like that again, which is quite funny. Um, I think the, well, the only challenge I've taken part in myself was the the run 5K for the NHS one. I did that yesterday um, mm-hmm. and I actually really enjoyed that. Thank you for the nomination. <laughs> You're most welcome. Um, but I actually enjoyed that because I do like getting outside. And although running is not something I n- normally like to do, it was quite nice 
to do it because I'm quite lucky that where I live there's lots of wood wooded areas and, and green areas so it was quite nice to just kind of kind of run somewhere I don't usually go mm-hmm. so that was nice but the other challenges I've not really got involved with not because I don't like them or I find them annoying one because no one's nominated me but also I don't I don't like feel the need I don't feel like the need to take part in them and I don't feel like they're they're that exciting to me particularly a lot of people doing like the music challenge and I just feel like I like the music I like but I don't really want other people to know it because I feel like they'll just judge me and be like, what a weird taste in music. <laughs> this is literally me. I got so bored like a week or two into isolation and started one of those music ones on Instagram. Now I'm like 20 days in, like, why am I doing this? No one cares. Literally no one cares what I think. But unlike the NHS like Run 5K one, so I've got nominated this morning, so I'll be doing it tomorrow. But I saw quite a controversial opinion this morning where someone said like, should we really be encouraging people to go outside and do exercise because it's there you know you're allowed to go out once a day as part of your like regular routine should we be encouraging people to go out and do that so I don't know if anyone has thoughts on that well I thought about this when I did mine yesterday and I used one of the stickers on my post that said um like stay at home save lives and like without thinking I just put it on there and then only after I posted it, I looked at it I thought hang on, I've just put a thing saying stay home. Yeah, it's a post all about going out. But then yeah. you know, the government recommendation is that you can go out for this one form of exercise a day. So I think there's no reason that we can't spend our time going to do that and also making it worthwhile by raising money for charity at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree as well. And I think even though obviously we should be prioritising staying at home, I think it is important to have those times to go outside and just because as well, like obviously not everyone is is fortunate enough to have a garden or an outside space, but I think there are other ways as well. If, if you don't necessarily want to go out or you can't go out, but you want to do this challenge, I think finding other ways to do it as well, you know, even if it's just like making sure you get, you know, your 10,000 steps or however many steps is equivalent of 5k just from like going around the house or or doing like a just dance that is equivalent and doing as many just dances that is equivalent of like doing a 5k run or going for a walk Mm -hmm. if you don't want to run and things like just I think modifying it so that people can still get involved and still have those chances to get that kind of outside contact or that kind of that time outside which I think is really important without it you know putting others at risk or without it going beyond their capacities absolutely totally agree on that one so one other thing that I found with social media, like having taken off is all these workshops and online classes, which I think is a real benefit to society. Yeah, so I think these classes are really worthwhile for people who especially can't afford to maybe go to a new dance class or pick up a new skill. Um, and the people like at the top of the game are lending their knowledge and expertise uh, for free, which is a really great thing. Yeah, <laughs> my sister, actually, she's been really savvy about it. Her way of looking at it, is well she really thinks it's really great and she's been taking part in a lot of them but she's also writing down all of the workouts so that she doesn't have to go to another fitness class again (laughs) she can just have these ones from home so she's been quite like cheeky in that way but I, I I agree I think it's been really great as well I think it really shows how people are coming together to help mm-hmm. other people and and find ways of connecting with other people because it's so easy to feel isolated during this time and feel like your contact with other people is limited and I think these ways really help people to to connect and reach out and also to to I guess to have these moments where 
they can almost distract themselves by by doing these things I think as well what you just going on from what you just said about you know like still trying to create those social connections a huge part of isolation for me anyway has definitely been zoom house party like doing quizzes with your friends which is something I would never normally like necessarily do like maybe we would just sit in our house and like watch a film and not talk to each other and just like watch the tv Mm -hmm. so it's nice that we're doing active things all together I think yeah, I know my friendship with my friends from back home has definitely, I feel, almost improved, I think, because when we're at university, I know when I'm at university, in my mindset is like just university and I often don't really spend that much time kind of reaching out to them, which I always regret. But being back home, um, even though we can't see each other, it's kind of forced us to find different ways of like, kind of connecting so we you know we've been doing like quizzes and things and it's been so nice because I've been able to talk to them way more than I normally would if I was at university and so I think that's I guess one positive that's sort of come out of it and also I have um the uh, these two friends who are like really close family friends and with my sister we've been doing once a week we have like a theme for the week and we watch a film and we and we eat like food related to that theme so like last week was uh we watched Coco and we had like Mexican food and it was just so <laughs> nice and we like watched each other watching the film together and we like it was just so nice to to watch a film and like chat and things uh, and so I think that was a really nice kind of almost like grounding thing as well because it just kind of gave that normality I've definitely found as well like planning these things to do together like a couple days in advance really like gives you something to look forward to and really gets you through because with everyone's you know holidays or plans for summer being cancelled a lot of us just don't have anything to look forward to anymore so setting those things I think is also really important and has really helped me anyway Mm -hmm. so one thing that my family have been doing is like um dedicating Friday nights to still being like the end of the working week and um, as if we were like going up to the pub so we all have um, a virtual pub quiz together and each family sort of dresses up for it and gets the drinks out and stuff like that and we start at seven o'clock so it feels like you've actually like earned something towards the end of your week and then it feels like you've met up with everybody which is quite nice oh that's such a nice idea I really like that <laughs> right so looking forward to the end of isolation Katie how do you think you're going to spend that first day of freedom oh gosh um well, I think the thing is, I want to say that, you know, I will run outdoors and, and, and run to my friends' houses and, and have a barbecue or something. But knowing me, I'll probably just be like, still got to finish my uni work. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to, though, is just being able to to hang out with people again and ha- and just sort of just do really normal things like just sit in a park and and not worry about um you know worry about putting other people at risk um and being able to see my best friend he um works in the NHS in London and so I haven't been able to see him which is so horrible I miss him so much so I'm really looking forward to being able to see him again and give him a big hug and thank him for everything he's done but also just to go back to doing all the weird crazy things we do together so I think that's what I'm most looking forward to well what a lovely note to end this podcast episode on <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Katie. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been really lovely and I miss you both lots. You too. Stay safe and we will see everyone next time on The Real Life Groundhog Day. Bye.